Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with the Black Spiders. Black Spiders has released Can't Die, Won't Die, an album that delivers the Black Spiders firing on all cylinders. And here is my interview with the Black Spiders. Hello, my friend. Hey, how you doing? I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. No worries, man. All good. It's all good. I wanted to ask about the creative process for Can't okay. Die, Won't Die. How long did it take to put the material together? Um, well, basically, um, our previous record that we did, um, that we kind of wrote and demoed uh, and recorded through uh, lockdown when we were in lockdown over in the UK during covid um, we had we had written quite an extensive amount of songs, so um, some of those songs weren't finished when we did the previous record. So we kind of uh, finished some of those songs up, and um, some of the other songs were uh, pretty brand new. And you know, as soon as as soon as we knew we had the record deal with um, Spine Farm, we uh, we decided to look through our catalogue of songs that we've um, and song ideas that we've got and just worked on what we thought were the best songs to make a record. And, um, and yeah, and so that's the, um, that's the outcome of Can't Die, Won't Die. And I want to ask if you could speak on um, the video for uh, Destroyer. How, how did that go for you? Um, did everything go smooth putting it together? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly. I don't think what we um, we envisioned um, fully. But uh, it was. It was in in a way. It kind of worked out that we got to do some shows with. We got to do some shows in the UK with Airborne um, that happened to work around the right time for getting a really massive venue for us to play. Mm-hmm. Um, to a, a really big crowd and so that obviously made the video look a lot more exciting than just us playing in a smaller club kind of setting and i wanted to ask if you could speak on the tracks uh all right all right all right and driving my rooster i want okay. to ask if if you could uh speak on those songs and the the uh process it took in making them Okay, well, all right, all right, all right. Um, was was kind of it sort of pretty much came together straight away, um, and you know, I guess, I guess uh, when it when it came for that, the chorus, like the chorus music and the and the and the melody and the lyrics pretty much came together straight away at the same time um and so uh we were just like wanting to uh work on something that was kind of like a, a bit more of a i guess a bit more of a party song and a little bit more of a high energy kind of thing um and so we purposely went for that with regards to um with regards to like how how the how we put that song together um, in the um, 
as an arrangement and everything really um and then um i guess lyrically for that one um i'm just gonna have to have a little think about that with the lyrics uh, let me come back to the lyrics but i'll go on to um i'll just i'll just go on to driving my rooster so driving my rooster is is something that uh, is like a phrase that my that my uh, my youngest son uses um <laughs> Uh, when when he's uh, when when he feels like people are winding him up, um, ah. which kind of like you know which are like like things that bug him and irritate him. Um, so I kind of just thought that was like a really sort of a cool little um, phrase to use um, for 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 a song title, and then basically um, from that you know it was we kind of. Um, I guess, I guess it was like, uh, like in the lyrics for that one, it's it's more of a, um, you know, um, there's an urgency to kind of move on with things and kind of, you know, like, like I think at the time as well, the band wanted to kind of really, really kind of progress into into getting a record finished and getting it out and you know and and getting out to play some live shows because I think because of like what had happened with COVID and, and we weren't able to do shows. And then when we did do a tour, um, I, I got COVID and we weren't able to carry on finishing that tour off. Um, we just kind of wanted to get out there and, and, you know, so there was like quite a, quite an urgency to get out and, and kind of connect with, with people and, you know, on, on a, on a, in a, in a live setting again, really, I suppose for that one. Um, and so I guess, driving my rooster for that for me was that like it was really frustrating um you know trying to trying to organize that and make sure that happened uh, <laughs> if if that sort of makes sense i'm, I'm not really sure it does um absolutely <laughs> uh, but yeah you know um and so going back to um all right all right all right um i, I guess uh, lyrically, with that one, um, that was sort of based on. Um, I had this. I had this really mad dream about um, about Matthew McConaughey um, having an arm wrestle with with the devil. Wow! And and it was it was kind of um, you know it was almost like that Sly Stallone film um, from the eighties. I can't remember what it was called offhand, but you know, it was so it was kind of like that. So basically, all right, all right, all right, is basically because um, somewhere in the back of my mind, like I wasn't really sort of, I get, I guess, I guess I'd not realised that like that was like the first words that Matthew McConaughey had sort of spoken on on film when he was in um, when he was in his first film, and. Um, I was kind of thinking, oh, I wonder, it, like you know, that, that phrase really, really sounds familiar to me, and I'm not really sure if it's something because I had this dream about Matthew McConaughey, and then obviously, you know, I realised that it was part of his his dialogue from Dazed and Confused, and so that mm. kind of knitted it together for me, and so basically, you know, because he's kind of, well, I don't know, it seems like a really decent gent. Um, you know, um, he, he seems like the sort of person that you'd like really want to hang out with and, you know, and, and what have you. So I kind of just thought, well, I'm going to write this song um, from like what my point of view is of, of how I perceive um, 
Matthew McConaughey as a person um, and and kind of how he would deal with an arm wrestle with the devil and kind of what that entailed, win or lose. I also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the concept involved. Right, okay. Yeah, um, so basically... Um, <laughs> We'd had we like we'd we'd had the artwork for quite a long time, um, from in fact probably from back from our first album because we had a song called uh, Medusa's Eyes uh, on our first album um, Sons of the North, uh, and I think very possibly that artwork was like you know sort of maybe had maybe been started around that time for you know to to, to use as some kind of uh, merch design around the touring but we never actually got around to it and so I think I think at the time we'd kind of like decided to shelf it a little bit and then you know we'd kind of been thinking about like what the title meant and 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 sort of like how how our artwork had gone over the previous albums and so I guess we were looking for something a little bit a little bit different but something to like progress from from our previous album from the year before um and and we and we just thought it you know we just thought it fitted really and then you know obviously we have uh the four symbols of the band members uh on the bottom which were our spirit animals um and so yeah it's kind of it's kind of the concept of it really i, I suppose the can't die won't die is sort of like you know um you, you like the persistency of, of, of like, you know, you, you can't, like, you know, we're not going to go away easily really. And basically I suppose in, in, in that sort of respect, you know, the actual, like the whole concept of, of Medusa was, was a very similar thing. And speaking of can't die, won't die. I wanted to ask if you could give a band history for those who are just now discovering this band. <laughs> And, yeah, sure. Uh, how the band has evolved. Well, yeah, I mean, we we kind of, I guess, I really initially started uh, myself and 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 uh, our former guitarist Ozzy um, were um, were sort of starting to get together in about two thousand and six, maybe, and then uh, we've been doing like little bits and bobs with things and then we sort of really started getting like we like the whole band like the original band kind of got together in about 2008 and we started recording some demos and and like handing them around and kind of getting some gigs um uh, and so then the like original band then did um a bunch of eps uh we did uh cinco hombres diaz cojones we did uh, No Goats in the Omen. Uh, we then dropped our album, our first album, Sons of the North. Uh, we also then did a, an EP called Kiss Try to Kill Me. And then we started getting a lot of tours, um, playing around the UK. And then we got a little bit of a break and started doing some tours in Europe. Um, and we went and toured with Airborne and Monster Magnet around Europe a couple of times, which was amazing. And we dropped our second album when we were actually on tour with Monster Magnet, which was called um, This Savage Land. That was our second album uh, with the like original lineup. And then in around sort of maybe like August 
sort of time, 2017, uh, we kind of went on hiatus for a little bit and just decided to take a break away from away from being in the band. Um, and then just before, I think, it actually, it was when Ozzy, uh, the guitarist, went. Uh, he was getting married in the August of 2019, and like everybody, all, all the original members of the band were at Ozzy's wedding. So we decided to start talking about getting the band back together. We'd all kind of like missed missed the fun of being on the road and and you know recording and everything. And um, so, at the end of that summer, myself and Ozzy started to. Um, write new material and then obviously that's when covid kicked in um everywhere and so we had to kind of find a new way of writing which was basically um over the internet so we'd kind of do everything remotely and you know like we'd all kind of send each other little ideas and then try and transpose that onto uh, garage band i think we originally started using um and then we started getting songs together for that and then um Obviously, we had a lot of time to kill during COVID when we weren't allowed to do anything apart from stay at home. Um, so I guess the creative process really, really uh, took off at that point. And, you know, um, and we, there was a, quite a lot of um, positivity within the band at that point. Um, but then that's when we also uh, lost uh, our uh, like one of the founding members, uh, like the drummer. Tiger Sai wasn't able to um, really commit to doing anything at that point in time because things in his life had sort of changed a little bit. So we got a new drummer um, who is Wyatt Wendells, uh, um, who happens to be um, one of the DJs over here on a on a radio station called Planet Rock. And so that kind of came together and then we started recording um, and we did a couple of festivals and then our new, and then the album was going to uh, drop in uh, 2021, I believe. Um, and then at that time as well, uh, we lost a, a, another guitarist, Mark Thomas. So it was just the four of us, myself, Ozzy, uh, Adam Irwin and Wyatt. Um, and we just, you know, we decided to carry on because it, it was really good. And we were having lots of fun and we had lots of song ideas and we we're just bouncing off each other. Um, and so then that's when we... Um, we started writing for Can't Die, Won't Die. Um, obviously, sorry, sorry, the album previous to that was just um, a self-titled album, Black Spiders. That was kind of our, I guess, our first album since we got back together after having uh, about three years away from the band. Um, and then um, towards the uh, towards the spring of last year, um, Ozzy wasn't able to um, commit to being in the band anymore because he'd uh, he'd started a new family and so he kind of just stepped away from the band because he had like a, a lot more commitment with his family and everything. So we got a couple of new guitarists in and you know and we're just powering ahead and we've already started you know like we've already been writing songs for for the, what will be the next record and you know we've got some great ideas and some great songs and you know there's definitely more to come from black spiders really but you know you can check us out on spotify we've got like videos on youtube you know we, obviously we've been going for quite a while um and you know um we're a really i'd say we're a really great live band and it's not just about the music you know it's uh, it's about 
making an an event. So every, every show is an, an event and, you know, the band um, always play like it's going to be our last show. That's the way we always look at things. You know, it's like it's it's maybe our last time to, to play a show. So, like, make it count. And that's what happens every time we play. I wanted to ask you as well, if you could speak on your musical development. At what age did you begin? Oh, well, well <laughs> um, so when I was uh, at school, um, I was kind of, um, I was really interested in, in, in drums, in playing the drums. And so um, somebody at school in the school band uh, taught me how to play a drum kit. And so for quite a long time, I was a drummer um, for a long time. Um, and then um, the bands that I was in and, and, and working with, like we could, like it was always really hard. Like, like sometimes it's really hard to find a guitarist or sometimes it's really hard to find a drummer. Um, but at the time, so say like late eighties, early nineties, it was like really, really hard to, to find any decent singers. And, and I'd been doing like backing vocals and things like that on, on drums and, and just decided to, to step into the, step into the frontman role really and and started doing that and then kind of learnt myself how to play guitar um and then from there just you know like started getting like little like song ideas and things like that i mean i'm not the best guitarist in the world i'm i guess i'm a decent singer uh, um yeah uh but i've got some you know i, I have some really i, I think well I'm trying to be humble here, but I think I've got some really great song ideas. And and sometimes, you know, um, like the people that you surround yourself with, like help help to bring those ideas to life. Sure. Yeah. So that's my little journey. <laughs> and uh, along that journey, what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way? Uh, um. I guess the best advice is always like be true to yourself. Um, you know, don't don't worry or think what other people might want. Just just you know, if you you know if you like satisfy yourself first, because you know, I mean, I'm a music fan. I, you know, I love music. I love going to gigs. I love listening to other bands. You know, I'm 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 a big fan of music and lots of different types of you know, rock music and punk rock music and and even, you know, some country and, and maybe some pop music. So I'm you know, I'm 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 not really a music snob, you know, if it's if it if, if it excites me or, or moves me in any way, then you know, it, it's all good. Um and so yeah, um I guess the best advice was just be yourself and you know and then like whatever you're creating is 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 something different and and you know and 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 hopefully you can cut your own path and 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 don't be you know and don't be afraid to use all the influences that you've got instead of like using only a, a few influences you know just basically in fact i think i think i think it was like somebody said i think somebody quoted johnny lyden to me and sort of said you know 
don't just steal from one place. If you're gonna if you're gonna steal any ideas or appropriate anything, make sure you do it from everywhere because then all the all those ideas get thrown in and 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 you're not really plagiarizing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of good advice, I think. <laughs> yes. And you've had a great career. I wanted to ask you, what do you feel is the key to longevity in the business today? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, I guess persistence in a way. Um, and like probably just having belief in yourself. So not having to count on other people for anything. I mean, you know, we, we've been we've been quite independent since the beginning. Um, you know, we, like we had like our second record was out on a, a record label called Cooking Vinyl. Um and our latest release, Can't Die, Won't Die, is on a label called Spine Farm that are part of Universal. And, you know, it's kind of, in some ways, it's really good to be part of that huge machine. But in a lots of ways, you're like a very little cog. When as, you know, when you're doing your own thing, you're like, you're the biggest cog. So everything, like, you know, so you haven't, like, like you, you, you're kind of basically relying on yourself to make sure that everything gets done. Whereas when you're working with other people, you know, there's a, like, there's a chain of, there's a chain of sort of, well, not really command, but there's like a chain of, 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 of how things happen. And, and so you you kind of relying on a bunch of, of, of other people as opposed to everything being on, on your own shoulders. So you've got to have like a bit of resilience for all that and, 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 and make sure things are getting done, you know? And I, I mean, I guess you just always have to be on top of things and just making sure that like whatever it is that you're doing is a representation of how you want to be perceived. And basically, you know, if you put the work in, then you'll get the rewards if you you know if you're not doing anything and 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 just just doing it for the sake of it then you know sometimes that's that, that that's the wrong way to go about it so um i kind of think the longevity is you know having that having that fire to still kind of carry on um what whatever what whatever's thrown at you really i mean for me i don't really care if we've got a record label or not and you know, I don't care if we've got a hundred million streams or not. I'd still be doing music, whether you know we were playing to ten people or ten thousand people. I would still sure. be, and you know, and would still be giving the same amount of effort into everything that we do because I think it's just, it's just something in me that wants to do that, and I kind of, I'm just built that way. I, I don't really know why, but you know, I'm just, um, yeah. I just love music and I love playing music and I love writing music and everything about it really. So hopefully that comes across and, you know, and, and you got to put a little bit of humor in. I mean, I think the best thing like is to not, you know, you can take the music seriously and take the, and, and take your career in music seriously, but you don't have to be serious about it. If you know what I mean, you, don't have to be, you, don't, you know, you don't have to be serious all the time. You can be serious about, about what you're doing, but you don't have to be serious about about how you put that across. 
And when you're not working on music, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I used to do a lot of skateboarding, but I think I've got too many too many broken bones now so that's that's something i can't really do as much as i used to want to um you know um because well i guess basically um i think if i i think if i broke my wrist again i'd probably not be able to play guitar <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's so that's one thing that's out but you know i mean um the fact that yeah i mean like where we live in the uk in england uh we're, we're, we're quite close to um to like the mountains and so you know i quite like going up the mountains quite like going on long walks up the mountains and things like that it's like really good you know i mean it's just just sometimes good to kind of get a little bit of perspective on like where you fit into the world and 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 you know and sometimes you know how how amazing the world is and probably how amazing it would still be without you you know what i mean <laughs> And uh, what's the best way to get merchandising a physical copy of the album? Well, you can either get um, uh, you can probably go to our um, our big cartel page. We have a big cartel page that you can get to via our website, which is blackspidersband.com. Um, so uh, all of our all of our vinyls are available there or CDs um, and we have various merch there. Uh, that's obviously if you can't get to a show because we obviously sell a lot more stuff at the shows that we don't actually sell online and things like sometimes exclusive things that we sell at shows that aren't available online but uh, usually online we have you know i mean we have a merch we have a merch company that we work with that will do lots and lots of different sorts of style of uh t-shirts or uh, hoodies or jumpers or whatever with logo with different logos on so you can get all that stuff done through them uh, but that all goes through our big cartel as well and um but for our, our latest album can't die won't die you probably have to go to this to the spine farm website for that or i guess amazon would do it or you know any of the online retailers yeah, yeah. and lastly i wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans what would that message be? Get off your ass, go to a gig, support new music, support grassroots music and grass grassroots venues. Keep keep them open. You know, the last thing anybody wants is to have everything to be online or virtual. So, you know, there's like there's no there's no greater feeling than than going to a gig um or for a band to actually be playing a gig because, you know, when bands and musicians write music, it's it's mainly to be played live in front of people or two people to kind of get some kind of emotion. And so that's the best way of doing it. So yeah, go out to as many gigs as possible. Keep keep the live music scene alive. Well, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for one creating another great album. And thank you very much. And two for providing the soundtrack to most of the great parties I've ever had. <laughs> that sounds great, Robert. You'll have to you'll have to invite us over sometime. Absolutely, you're more than welcome. Thanks, Thank mate. You. I really really appreciate that, dude. It sounds great. It sounds like those parties are are rocking. Absolutely, and 
thank you again for taking time to speak with me. It's been an anytime, absolute pleasure. Anytime. anytime, Robert. Thanks, man. Appreciate you asking. All right. You take care of my friend. Thank you very much. And speak soon. Cheers. Bye for now. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.